0: PASO PASO Podcast. Oh, should I stop eating?
1: It doesn't matter. Here we are. Welcome to another episode of the PASO PASO Podcast. My name is Miles. Happy to be here with you as always. And uh, we are wrapping up 2020. Um, Different sort of episode today. Uh, We've had quite a wide variety of conversations this year, uh, which I'm really grateful to have been able to foster support and um collaborate with uh, various folks on um today we are interviewing a mother in taos who happens to also be my wife and our uh, nearly what is it one and three quarter year old child is right next to us as well mike
0: he's about 19 months
1: 19 nearly months. 20 months so he he's here um and I wanted to spend today maybe discussing a little bit about parenting during COVID in Taos. Um, of course, no matter who we were to interview, though, there would be other side stories that are related to the individual experience of that person. Um, we'll get into some of those as well. So would you like to introduce yourself and thanks for joining us today?
0: Sure. Hi, I'm Siobhan Bonnie O'Rourke, and I'm... Um yeah, a mum here in Taos. Um to Roscoe and Miles is my husband and I'm from Tasmania under Australia. Um and we met in Australia a few years ago, but we live here now.
1: Cool. And um just to to kind of get things rolling, what is if, if someone were to say what's it like parenting during COVID nineteen in America in New Mexico in Taos in the year 2020 what would you initially say about that <laughs> um what would be your summary to start us off with
0: it's a it seems like a pretty unique experience um in the sense that yeah well this pandemic is unprecedented in our lifetimes anyway Um, so life in general for everyone is very different, especially here in America, because it's, um, so affected by the pandemic here. Um,
1: so... What about for you? First person. For me? Yeah. What's your experience been like as a mother?
0: Um, I guess in some ways it goes with the experience of being a mum in the sense that you're probably going to be, unless you're working or something if you're a stay-at-home mum then you're going to which I am you're going to be at home quite a bit anyway but because of the pandemic I guess we're at home probably yeah more than we would be if it wasn't going on um And I guess the biggest challenge for us with that is just the socialising aspect because I'm pretty social and um, so is Roscoe, like he's a pretty social little guy and so I would like him to be around little kids a lot. We have a mum-baby group, which is amazing, Um, and we try and do what we can with that, you know, trying to be COVID safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um but now that it's winter, like that was mostly a outdoor mm-hmm. hangout, I guess, at this you know, this year. Um And
1: there was today's schedule, you said, with that group of... Yeah,
0: they do they do certain things. Um but yeah, then because of the weather, like
1: I guess. It's getting cold.
0: Yeah, it's snowing outside. I'm not from this kind of climate.
1: Well, that's that's a great segue because I was <laughs> going to say also your experience here is reflective of um, the fact that you don't have family here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that are native to Taos or Taos Senios and grew up in the region have family that can either help watch kids or uh, other cousins. Um, and you have those things and, and so does our son, but they're not here. Um, aside from their sisters, which he does spend time with uh, sometimes. And also the group of parents that you hang out with in Taos may share that and that yeah. most of them aren't also from this region.
0: Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Not many of them, I don't think are from here or if they are, they've kind of, maybe they were from here, then they spent time away and then they came back. But yeah, I guess that is something that is shared in that group. And, and it's really been amazing to have that group. It's really supportive um, for the mums and babies. It's great to get babies together and then for the mums to be able to hang out as well. Like I think the first year, um, so tw- 2019, it would be like a weekly meet-up and then no COVID, so... That was great, especially having like a pretty new baby and being a new mother. That was amazing. And we met through um, various local things, actually, like local groups to do with breastfeeding, um, pre-birth classes, art classes to do with – I think some of them were through First Steps. Um, And some of them were through, like, the midwives that, you know, a lot of us were all seeing.
1: Yeah. And the Taos Loves Kids was uh, one of the groups you met some other parents through that you're still in touch with. Uh And I guess what's cool about um, that is you ended up meeting parents who are going to have kids that would end up being the same age.
0: Roughly, yeah. It's probably like a – thanks, Roscoe. It's probably a range of, like, maybe two and a half down to, like, three months.
1: How, we talked a little bit, there's, there's lots of uh, <laughs> curious activity around us, as, Roscoe, um, no. any of you that are parents can understand. Um, we were talking before we started uh, this discussion recorded here um, about... Uh, Basically, the differences of what services and culture may exist here in Taos or in New Mexico um, for having children, whether it's the birth process and support for that, or uh, actually raising the child afterward. What are you, what's your impressions of, um, of 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 having and raising a child in Taos with respect to the services that are available? Um, There's obviously a lot of things that are here that are supportive and maybe some things that don't exist just because of the country we're in. But is there anything you'd like to share about that and your experience?
0: I mean, personally, I had a really great experience of pregnancy and birth. And I like that this community seems to be one where you can... There are options with the way that you want to have a baby. Um, Because there's Holy Cross Hospital... um, And then there's various midwives who can do home births. There's a Taos Midwifery, like clinic, little smaller centre. So to me, it feels like there are a range of different options. I mean, of course, there are different prices. And so they're not accessible to everyone you know so well, they, that's I a I think factor. some of them
1: actually do take Medicaid though too but it, oh, it yeah, is true. It's, it's not consistent right? yeah. the experience and the options available to people are not consistent it depends on what insurance you yeah. have and uh, when's it gonna be and who's available and how do you even find out about these options mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know, this podcast is for Paso Network, and there's certainly a large effort there to to share options here. But not everybody that provides services for young parents or new new parents of young children are a part um, or engaged in Paso. and hopefully, we can improve that over time um, and welcome the diversity that exists in our community and, and have there be more collaboration there. Um, just for perspective, you know, a lot of times in your experience here as a mother and as an individual. Um, It's easy for you to share perspective on how things would be different if you were in Australia Mm -hmm. in the same situation. You have never had uh, a birth or kids in Australia of your own. Correct. And so it's hard to know exactly, but um, what would you like to share about that? Because I know that through the years you've also probably had to uh, get good at not sharing because Uh it can sound like either bragging or complaining, but what is your perspective on all that as far as young motherhood and what you've heard from cuz you have friends who are yeah parents there true
0: um i mean in australia there's more of a universal healthcare system is that mm-hmm. what you would
1: uh, that would be a good way to yeah
0: like a lot more Americans. things are free to everyone
1: so your your health insurance i'll try to interpret a bit your health insurance is not tied to your job
0: we don't, you don't even have to, so as a, you know, beginning point, people don't have to have insurance to get care in Australia. So if you're born there, I don't know all the ins and outs, but if you're born there, you, you get a Medicare card, I'm pretty sure. Um, or, you know, if you can apply for one, whatever. Right,
1: which might be our Medicaid.
0: And so everyone gets that if you're an Australian citizen, yeah, and then that's what you would use if you have to go to the doctor, go to the hospital, whatever. And the majority of the – I don't know because I've never had any major, you know, surgery or anything like that, but I've never had insurance in Australia. And I've, you know, you go to the doctor, you know, maybe quite a lot because it's not that expensive to do that. So, you keep up with your general health.
1: Was it free? To
0: go to the doctor? Yeah. Yes. But that, I mean, it gets a little bit complicated because it depends on the doctor. There's certain things um, called bulk billing. There's various things. So, some doctors with your Medicare card, completely free. Other doctors, you might have to pay like $20 or something when you go. So, there's variation. So, that's kind of
1: like our copay.
0: Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um
1: but you have a sense that there's a uh, a more widespread availability of of, of healthcare. Yeah, that's less um, difficult to obtain, or definitely.
0: Um, could you get that out of his mouth?
1: Yeah. Show it all as you'd like. Um, <coughs> yeah, I guess there's also.
0: So as far as bigger things, as far as I know, um, like. I guess what I was surprised by when I first came here is seeing people doing, like, crowdfunding for surgeries and stuff like that. Like, that is not something that I've ever seen before. I've never heard of anyone, you know, being in debt because of their medical bills. That's just not a thing that I'm used to
1: at all. And then, um, thank you for sharing all that. When we we look back at... um, being uh, giving birth or um, uh, stuff like that, are there any stark differences you can you can tell or you're aware of based on speaking with your friends who have had children in Australia as far as how that is to be a mother in that situation?
0: Um, so I guess a lot of people I know who don't have insurance in Australia um, yeah, there are public hospitals that you can give birth in, and as far as I know, it's pretty much free. Um and so that's a huge difference, I guess, from um having to pay. Do they
1: still have to pay for childcare or early childhood education opportunities?
0: Um, I mean, I think it depends because there are like public, the public systems, as far as I know, are relatively free. Yeah. So public schools, public this, public that. Is there
1: public? early childhood like pre-k that's i've
0: never had a child there so i haven't like researched these things oh good but i i would think yes yeah yeah
1: all right quick break okay um well as with any uh parent of a young child um there are responsibilities that come with that ongoing and never ending. Is there anything the young child would like to say? What would you like, Roscoe? Put on the headphones so that you can. What would you, you like? Jump on in as well. Our youngest citizen, as as Taylor would say. What would you? Milk. Like?
0: Want to say hello? <laughs> Do you want some milk? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> He's been saying milk, milk, milk. Very
1: shy on the mic. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break here. Um. Let's see. Am I still? Yep. We're going to take a break here and um, finish up this segment. We will continue next time with uh, Siobhan.
0: Plenty to talk about on these topics.
1: That's right. So we will continue to do so. Um, hope you're doing well out there. We very much appreciate um, not only the um, funding from the uh, RT Keeler Foundation, but as well as the uh, simulcast distribution through knce 93.5 fm in taos new mexico thank you to Howie and everybody at the station for being willing to air these and thanks to you for listening um if you or anyone else in uh your life have questions about how to access services um for young children or the parents of those or grandparents um, you can reach out to paso taos paso taos at gmail.com i'd be happy to uh do some research and get back with you as i answer that email um, also, there is a Paso Taos on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you'd like to reach out that way or stay in touch and follow us there. And this is a podcast as well as being aired on the radio in case you were hearing it on the radio. So check out the podcast app on your phone. If you're new to podcasting, just uh, find it. Maybe search for the word podcast on your uh, phone to see what's available, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You likely already do have an app there that you can use to search for Paso a Paso podcast, which is this program right here. We will continue into 2021, um, providing episodes as often as possible, um, and may decrease a little bit, but we're going to keep the conversation going either way. Um, lastly, we would love to interview you. Um, if you are a listener, a member of our community or region here in northern New Mexico, and you'd love to be a guest on this podcast, Paso Taos, pasotows at gmail.com. Paso Paso a Paso. <laughs> podcast.